Welcome to Cat Chat, the pet talk podcast devoted to the physical and emotional well-being of cats and their people. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. My co-host is the feline expert, Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. The show is brought to you with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, a company privately owned by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose mission has been to personally formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie also created his own cat food, Clean Protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs because they're based on the protein a cat eats naturally. Clean Protein is the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. It would be impossible for me to bring this delightful joy to people without Dr. Elsie's generosity. The 5th Annual New York Cat Film Festival will premiere this fall in New York City and then travel to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations. Please show your appreciation of Dr. Elsie's support by choosing their products whenever you can. I want to add a little introduction to my upcoming conversation with Jean in Cincinnati, which is that after we recorded this show, we chatted for a moment, and it turns out not only had she listened to me for a long time on Sirius when I had Cat Chat on the Martha Stewart channel, she listened to me before she even had cats. So this conversation, in, in hindsight, is really wonderful full circle to have found someone who used to listen to the show when it was live with a live call-in possibility, which I wish I still had. It was really a privilege and an honor to have that show and incredibly delightful to be reunited with someone who was listening before they even had cats, and she's turned out to be a great cat guardian. So sit back and listen. I got the email of my dreams from Jean in Cincinnati. I always wish more people would write me with their questions or their comments because it gives me a sense of what people are thinking and feeling when they're listening to the show. What was particularly great about Jean's email was that she was writing because she'd read the Cat Bible, and you guys may not know this, but an author writes a book. They have no idea if their book is selling, who's buying it, and hey, are they actually reading it? And then a step further, are they doing any of the things that I suggest? And there was Jean saying, I just got, I just adopted a three and five year old kitten, cat, no longer a kitten. And I want to know if the wet food list in the cat Bible is still relevant. So I was like, oh my goodness, this is one of those things that you don't really think of as an author. All the things you could update if it was the internet or a website, and you can't when it's in print. So Jean, thank you for writing, and thank you for paying attention to the advice I had, which has become even more ardent in the many years since I wrote the book, which is wanting to switch your kitties to wet food. So congratulations on having picked up on that. And I thought that by you coming and talking about that, we could, I hope, inspire other people to recognize the 
sincere benefits of wet food over dry food, that it really is a life-changing event for, for cats. So welcome to the show, and thank you for giving a home to Iris and Lily at three and five. They were probably not at the top of anybody's list, although they're gorgeous gray kitties, just because of their age. When you went to your shelter or your rescue, did they kind of encourage you to, to choose them or did you or did they choose you how did how did the adoption come about well I first want to thank you for actually responding to the email I, I it was surprising that you responded so fast it was <laughs> nice to <laughs> I'm a real person and you're a real person and how do we ever know that in the modern world everyone could be a bot or an AI now or something so it's great to know we're real people that love cats on both sides of the email right absolutely so about picking uh, my two cats, I researched um, this uh, uh, um, rescue that I found, and I really appreciated that this rescue had a paragraph summary of each of the cats in their foster care. And they're all in a foster care. They're not in a shelter. Wow. And so, and then they had beautiful photos next to them. And, of course, their colors catch my eye immediately. And then reading the summary about them, I was intrigued. So I reached out, and it happened that – the same foster mom had both Lily and Iris at their same, that her house and she had many others. So I went to greet them and um, took to Iris right away. She didn't walk away. I just, I knew her. She was so beautiful that I um, went right up to her and petted her and she was happy. And um, so I was like, well, I'm sold on her. She's fantastic. And Iris or Lily was um, actually at a, a local pet store. So I didn't get to meet her right away. So I came back to meet her and she did take to me right away as well. She started purring. And wow. That's unusual. And, and when there, I had, in all fairness, I had tried to go to other cats to see how we would react. And some would just turned right away. I was like, okay, not going to push it. So right. I think the fact that they both came to me, we were happy with each other. I was like, okay, that is all the convincing I need, you know, first <laughs> instinct. <laughs> so the question is, well, first of all, kudos to that foster mom, right? I mean, here's a woman who yeah. has a life, has a home, mm-hmm. ha- might even own some cats, and yet is fostering mm-hmm. random cats that the group says, please take this one to spare it from the shelter or from the streets. And she's, you know, answering your people's emails and their phone calls and inviting them into her home. I mean, it's a huge devotion to be a foster. I mean, what what kind of weirdo could show up at your doorstep? Anybody, right? Oh, I know. I mean, (laughs) that's really bold of them to do that, all to get cats a good home. And they got a great home with you. And then you had to go back a second time. Because I assume they had put Lily in the pet store so more people could meet her, and then she'd go back and sleep in the foster home. So how did you know, or what kind of confidence did you have, that Iris and Lily would accept each other? Because that's a really hard introduction for, you know, late, late, uh, I don't know, millennial cats, let's call them, at three Mm -hmm. and five. Yes, well, the um, I was hoping they would go off maybe similar smells of each other because in the room where the lady had them, there were other cats. So I was just hoping they were sort of familiar with each other while not 
bonded or close or not fighting, you know, they, I, that I was just going on hope. <laughs> That's so cute. I know hope is wonderful because your attitude and hope and just, you know, crossing your paws and their paws and going, please, girls, make this work, is actually yeah. great. I mean, we don't get guarantees in life. I mean, a bonded mm -hmm. pair when people say you cannot separate these two dogs or cats because they are, you know, tied at the hip, if you will. It, you just don't know for sure, but I think it's so great you gave them each other, and they're, they look like a matched pair. All right, so let's go to the food. You got the cat Bible, so thank you very much for, for getting it, and you must have read it quite closely because the whole idea of wet food when I wrote the book was revolutionary. It was like, what? And still, you know, high 90% of people in America, not worldwide, the Europeans know a little more about animal health and even human health and food, in my opinion. In America, everybody feeds dry food, and it's led to so many illnesses in cats. I mean, serious illnesses, diabetes being certainly at top of the list. So I really love that you asked. It's very funny to me, not funny, haha, -ha, that I had a list in the book at the time. There were no high quality, really gourmet cat foods. There was supermarket brands, some of which were lower on the food chain in terms of having not as good ingredients, like maybe larger bodied fish, mackerel with, you know, high odor and a lot of maybe mercury in the fish. And maybe others had ingredients that weren't just protein. But it was still, from everything I had read in my research, better than feeding dry food. So I thought, oh, dear. Now there's this list of just a few better quality supermarket brands. And Waruva which has become a sponsor of this show from the minute that David and Stacey Foreman created this cat food using their family's human food facility to make it, or clean protein that Dr. Elsie makes that is all generated around the proper protein for a cat and mostly protein. It's not in the book. So I love that you asked. And I guess in the age of the internet, people do spend more time looking on the internet and I hope finding Cat Chat on my website or finding it on all the, the streaming platforms. I love that you asked me. Was it hard to figure out how to ask me? Oh, no. No, oh, you're – um, yeah, I, I, I just searched your name, and then I think even your email uh, was still in the book. Um, but oh, that's you're funny. Easy, quite easy to find, and I was like, well, let's try, the, you know, your email, and Boom. it worked. <laughs> the minute you asked, I was like, oh, no, that list is so ancient because Waruva and Clean Protein – are companies that are privately owned and personally run by people. And that, to me, really matters a lot. But yes. truthfully, there are, pick a number, a dozen other food pet food companies that make really high-end, super premium, lovely ingredient cat foods. To my mind, unfortunately, they are owned not only by a big company, but a big company that's okay. since been bought by venture capitalists meaning investors, meaning let's buy this as a market play. Let's make some money on this, which is fine. Right. I mean, money makes the world go round, right? <laughs> but it does mean that potentially the way the food is made, what it's made of could change in order to increase profit. That Again, that's how the world goes around, as opposed to companies that the person whose sort of name is on the door is all about what's in the can, and that matters 
deeply to them, like it's their whole life kind of, you know. And that to me is very admirable in terms of what those companies are doing, but also makes what's in the cans really reliable. So, of course, the girls, Iris and Lily, were on dry food because that's what most people feed and it's affordable, especially for rescues and shelters. Was switching them to wet, did you have that problem of kitty crack addiction where they really didn't want to give up the dry and were craving it? Or were they like, thanks, new mother. We love oh, this they, wet stuff. Oh, maybe I've, I'm i certainly lucky with these two. Um, Iris, unfortunately, will eat anything. <laughs> and everything <laughs> So, I mean, you, you crack open the can and she's like, I'm there, please. That's and, so cool. And Lily, too... Um, she wants to smell it a little bit, but she has taken, um, to, to the food well. So that's wonderful. Very lucky about that. You are lucky. And it's funny that you realize that because when, when this show cat chat was live on Sirius for seven and a half years, about half the calls, at least half the calls, there was out of litter box problems. There were behavior issues. And then there was food issues when they heard about kitty crack every single person said you know this kind of makes sense to me kibble is a dog food product and they switched Mm -hmm. it over to cats because it just was handy convenient for people and very profitable for the companies and uh, no diss on the companies if people keep buying something the companies will keep making it so people's convenience and maybe even their pocketbook have driven that but a about half the people that said, oh, we're, we're on board. We get it. Okay, we don't want kidney disease or bladder problems, and we certainly don't want diabetes, and we don't want an overweight cat, all of which are eliminated when you start to feed wet food or stay on wet food. They said, oh, my God, the cat's so addicted. There were cats, Dr. Elizabeth Hodgkins, who was a feline-only vet, who often was my co-host on the show, she said you had to actually remove the kitty crack from your home, that there were cats that even if it was still in its bag in a pantry with a door and the bag was, you know, rolled shut, the cats mm-hmm. would scratch and try to get in there. They were hooked. They were addicted. So your girls just never looked back? Um, No, I don't think so now. I mean, even transitioning, they, of course, were like, hey, can I have some more kibble? But but not desperate. I, I, no, not desperate. No. Okay. So let, let's just, <laughs> I, you're giving me a chance to reiterate what I used to say to people. And they said, well, I still feed dry food sometimes as a treat. And I said, but if you know that very highly processed carbohydrates are bad for the cat's digestive system, completely unnatural, uh, inappropriate. And then you say, I'll just give you a little of this stuff that's bad for you. It's like saying to your 14-year-old who's smoking, who you've convinced that smoking is really bad for them, but you can just have one cigarette after dinner, honey. You know, it's like that. So I just want a chance mm-hmm. to say to people, no amount of kitty crack is okay. If you if you embrace the idea of how much healthier and how much better a cat feels when they're on all wet food, any amount mm-hmm. of kitty crack feeds that addiction. It keeps that part of their brain, which is lit up in a in an addictive kind of circle, um, it it reinforces it. So we don't want to do that. What have you been using for treats? Do you have any little protein treats that you either buy or just give them a little piece of chicken or cheese or something? I have. Um, I've been trying different freeze dried. Great. Um, 
perfect. Yeah. They're all good. I mean, honestly, when you take any kind of liver or chicken or beef or fish and you freeze dry it, for the most part, the companies that are freeze drying it is pretty high quality what you freeze dry. You can't freeze dry something that's old and rancid and rotten, right? I mean, it has to already be pretty healthy protein before you can put it in your freeze dryer. So that's perfect, and that's exactly what you should be doing. So do you have any questions? I mean, it's great that you went to Waruva, and of course, you will never run out of flavors and funny names and consistencies (laughs) and textures. And I just want to say to people, if you say, okay, great for you and Jean, but we can't really afford Waruva, they make Best Feline Friend called BFF. It's made by them, made in the same place, and it's considerably less expensive. So that is a choice that you can have. I mean, I think Cats in the Kitchen that they make in a, in a pouch probably price-wise is the same as Waruva in cans, and I think some Waruva actually comes in pouches too. But if cost is an issue, then then BFF is a good other choice. Did you have anything else going on with them that you want to ask about, whether it's litter box or behavior between them? Because you said they aren't bonded, and while they don't mm-hmm. fight, it's it's taken a while for them to to kind of embrace the idea that they could hang out together and actually lie together, which you'll see, folks, in the podcast on the website, a beautiful picture of of Iris and Lily lying together for the very first time for Jean's camera. But were there any, were there any other issues that you wanted to ask about? Well, I think as far as behavior, I mean, they do play with each other. They chase throughout the house. That's great. uh, Yeah. I mean that they're not, they're just not snuggly with each other. And I, so, I mean, I know that, I don't know if that's a, extreme like that's more rare but i mean they do play through the house you hear them running and they gallop they sound like horses i love it it's the cutest thing i love it yeah um so i mean they that worked out so well too and we also um when i brought them home we i brought them in there we had a room for them that only they could access for a week so smart we introduced them yes and i think that helped tremendously with their adjustment to the house and here um, that's really the, wise. I guess the one item I was curious if you had any thoughts on is poor Lily does have some digestive issues where, and I think it's because she just eats very fast yeah. that she will regurgitate within always within 10 minutes. And I've had it spaced out and I just think I might be um, giving her too much of uh, the at wet food at once or yes. And I'm just curious if that's... Well, it's not natural Mm -hmm. to throw up, okay? So we have to remember something. People talk Mm -hmm. about cats. Well, that's natural for cats to throw up. They have a very fast gag or throw-up reflex. Mm -hmm. So they appear that throwing up would be natural, but throwing up is not a healthy thing to do. It's not a sign of good health. So the fact that she gobbles and eats fast could mean that she's taking in too much at once, and I would definitely go down to a half or a quarter at a time, wait half an hour or whatever your schedule permits and give her the rest of it later or break it into much smaller portions. I would say that something like that is worth a vet visit. Oh, God, everyone hates to take their cats to the vet and the cat hates going to the vet. If you can find a feline-only vet in Cincinnati, (laughs) that would make life a lot better for her. It's worth a vet visit if in reducing the amount she gets at one time, doesn't change it 
Okay, so that's just to know she's there's something going on, and it may just be gobbling too much too fast, and the stomach says, whoa, buddy, that's more than one mouse worth, you know? Right. Which is what she eat in nature. I, I did check with the vet, and, and, he, and this was before I'd switched her completely to can, and he said, try, try wet food or canned food first. And he said, and then if that doesn't work, we will we will investigate Great. further. And it, wonderful. It did, and it I, I think I get, um, but doing uh yeah the half or a third of the can um, has helped too. So Good. yeah, it's once I've done that, it's ceased the problem. But I just thought maybe no, it's a great question. Something else, yeah. but you've already done the right thing. You called your vet, and you have a vet who was supportive of wet food. Yay, your vet! Yay, yeah. <laughs> so hard for vets to understand because in school they're taught. Mm-hmm. Dry food is appropriate for the obligate carnivore who's supposed to only eat protein, no carbs at all. <laughs> um, so you you have a great vet. I'm so happy for that. And, yeah, she's a greedy guts. She's a gobbler. <laughs> and, uh, you know, bless her for that because a good appetite is always a sign of health, right? <laughs> Jean, you've given I, such yeah. a great home to these girls. Cats don't need to snuggle to like each other or to be happy. Mm -hmm. Some cats are snugglers and some aren't, whether Mm -hmm. it's with people or each other. But the fact that they play like that and chase like mad women and, and, you know, (laughs) one chases the other, tag, you're it. That is the joy of having two cats. And I just salute you because you, you went on hope and your hopes were more than met by these two girls. And you've given them really a divine life and on wet food they will live much longer and healthier lives that is actually a documented research fact so this is great news i'm so pleased that you wrote so glad to be able to share your story with other people and hope it inspires them to not only adopt whenever and whoever they can but slowly and surely switch them to wet food when the moment is right thank you again for being here oh thank you so much tracy Thanks for listening, and I also want to thank Wonderside for their support. It's a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your cats and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. A final pause up to Dr. Elsie's for all the fine products they make and their unwavering support of my mission to make life better for each and every kitty cat and their people. If you have cat problems or questions you'd like me to talk about on the show, please write me to Tracy at TracyHotchnerPets.com.